welcome to Plus One to Gaming. I'm Chris. I'm Eric. I'm Billy. And I'm Mark. And we're going to talk about what is D&D? D&D for noobs. Basically a guide of how to talk about like what D&D is to people who just aren't familiar with role-playing games, tabletop games, sort of that world in general. I think this is an interesting topic because like someone's like, oh, D&D, what's that? And there might be some a lot of preconceived notions. Uh, and they may, may or may not ask you in that voice. I hope not. Uh, let's not perpetuate those stereotypes. No. But Bill, you wrote a really cool article about just how to explain D&D to players who are people who aren't familiar with it. Do you want to give us a little bit of insight of what you're what you wrote about? Yeah. Uh, so D and D, it's it's it is very hard to describe D and D because it it's a lot of things to a lot of people, and like how we talk about there are different ways to play it. Um, I mean, in essence, you know, it's a tabletop role playing game. But what is it if you're trying to explain it to people? Give them the old elevator pitch. You said that a lot of people are kind of familiar with. It, but they're not really familiar with Dungeons and Dragons. They've heard of it, whether it's like, you know, on certain, like it's kind of pop culture now, but like not really because the part of D&D that's pop culture is not actually the game. It's more about the concept of like who plays D&D, that it is a thing. Um, and so like, you know, the Big Bang Theory people are going to play Dungeons and Dragons because how else are you going to, you know, mm-hmm. push the nerd stereotype Um or the you know the outcasts from uh, Stranger Things you know they're kind of the outcast kids that don't have a lot of friends so they play D and D so what I I think of trying to figure out who you're trying to explain D and D to is the most important thing and the first thing you need to do and so like I kind of have separated it into four like games within the game and you just pick which game you think is going to spark whoever's interest is. Uh, whoever's asking you the question and that's kind of what you focus on we do know that it's uh in essence it is just like a the dm sets the chances of something happening everybody rolls uh and then see if that's a success or if it's a failure and then you just go on from there it's just continuing series of just that exact scenario like all these all the rules just say what dice apply to and when and what bonuses or whatever apply when but it in essence is just you do something it's got a set chance of success you roll to see if that said if it is a success and then you just move from there but uh uh does anybody else before i move on and hog all the spotlight anybody else have any like thoughts on anything i've said so far it'd be fun wanna... to hear like everyone like how would you if you had 20 seconds how would you yeah. pitch D to somebody who had no idea what yeah. what we do here every sunday eric do you want to go first yeah i don't have anything planned so it is like really on the spot but that's um, exactly like i think like you're at a party and someone's like D, what's that and you have yeah. to quickly like who are you i like what you said billy like know your audience know your target yes. like well i actually just did this recently if eric you ooh. want a sec to think about yeah. it yeah go for it so i was able to gm my second time besides the time that i ran yeah. you guys through the star wars reskin um from Candlekeep mysteries it, if you haven't seen that check out those episodes so um my wife and a friend of hers we were at a bar and you know sh- her friend had been asking like what's up you know how are things mm-hmm. going we were catching up so you know the podcast came up and she was like express some interest and maddie's like oh i've tried it before because i tried to do a duet game with her probably prematurely because duet games are very much 
a different beast. Yeah, yeah, very um, hard. Which I, someday I want to touch on, but yeah, not, not good enough yet. to even like feel super <laughs> confident doing that. So you know, maybe that's something one of my plus ones I'll work on later. But anyway, um, so I my pitch essentially was to focus on like kind of the free form aspect of it. Talk about how like Dungeons and Dragons is. Um, a collaborative storytelling experience. I made sure to say like it's not us versus you, and it's maybe not even you versus the world, mm -hmm. as traditional video games might be, because um, both of them play video games, but aren't you know like Skyrim, Assassin's Creed players, more like myself, like um, party games and Mario Kart, those kind yeah. of games. So, anyways, um, my pitch was that. It's collaborative storytelling so that we all kind of talk about how this adventure goes. And then we roll dice to see how combat plays out. Um, and my third pitch was to ground everything in something I thought would be very interesting to them, which is they're both, you know, big animal people. So it's like, and we can do this in, you don't have to be a goblin or, or a mm -hmm. human fighting goblins. You could be a cat, which my wife had jokingly in the past said, um, like, oh, I'd play if you could make me a cat. And I think that was originally before <laughs> she knew much about D&D, &D, trying to be like, oh, good luck. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, no, that's, yeah, I would, hold on. Someone's got that pre-made. Many people have so, done this before. You're not alone. It was a combo for me, was a brief overview of, like, don't be afraid of the math and making it seem rules heavy because it's a story driven thing that is open and it's so open you can do something as fun and strange as being a sentient animal mm -hmm. who wields magic and weapons and they were like oh that sounds much different than what i assumed from a classic and i'm like yeah because it doesn't have to always be classic dnd &D. you can do what yeah. you want so that's kind of how i got into it mm -hmm. um with her and it helps to have someone else there who's at least dipped their toe, maybe hesitantly helps. Mm -hmm. As my wife was like, yeah, you know, I've tried it before too. And it would be much more fun if I had a companion there who was also playing, trying to figure it out. She didn't have a party experience, which is my bad, um, <laughs> you know? So they kind of nodded and were like, okay, maybe we could do, maybe we could be a party. So then from there, it was, you know, just leaving enough breadcrumbs to be like, when we saw people again, be like, hey, are you actually interested? Um, mm -hmm. Ooh, I bought you a set of dice. You said you didn't have any. Welcome yeah, to Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. You get right. gifts. Yeah. 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 The first <laughs> oh, set of sure. dice are free. Uh -huh. yeah. And then oh, I was like, let's do it. Let's do it in October because it's got some spooky Halloween vibes. I've got this Ooh. campaign that's Halloween-y. So I think it's about knowing your audience a lot. I think yeah. Totally. Nice. Thanks yeah. for sharing that pitch, Mark. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> I think that so both of you hit on like really uh, important things. If you're going to be like a D and D ambassador, <clears throat> know your audience like 100. percent And like like Bill said, like it's it's different for everybody. I mean, this might be the same point. Um, <clears throat> like I I have had a lot of. I mean, through the like. Cult, pop culture references that Bill listed earlier, like people now know a lot more about it than they did when we started playing. Like, I can't even remember 
if they're like what pop culture references like there were when we started they weren't um, generally positive like they weren't D &D generally positive typically always had negative stigma yeah but even like i mean i i think like bill was pretty astute in the i think they still kind of aren't necessarily positive uh, yeah. it, it still plays into the trope of like this is for nerds mm -hmm. yeah um and it's like oh like oh you look at a guy tricky. like ben diesel like oh he's really cool yeah. but he also plays D, D. like it's like but instead of but he's like he's really cool and he plays it's yeah, not it's, a, yeah. it's a juxtaposition yes. and like duality of man and not like yeah. yes or like did you see stephen uh, colbert he did D, &D. like yeah I, it's it's almost like this guilty how, pleasure how unlike him because he's popular and outgoing yeah but if you said like you know oh and he also works on cars you know like a nerd um like that wouldn't yeah it doesn't have the exact it's like a different connotation that makes you cooler oh he works on his own motorcycle yeah like a nerd mm -hmm. um he writes his own D, &D campaigns like oh, a cool guy that's yeah. nice um so that i i feel like a lot of us it, it i don't know i have a lot of thoughts going right now um our like pick exact, 20 seconds like, worth yeah, our exact generation, like we've known about it our whole life. And I feel like just recently it's kind of opened up. So a lot of us are curious, but you have a lot of stigma to get over. Um, and that's that's like a lot. That's a lot on a 20 second elevator pitch. Um, no, so so I do. I mean, like similar to Mark, you know, I, I don't think I would ever say collaborative storytelling because people are like, oh, yeah, nerd shit. Um, so like I don't know, and a lot of people our age like play board games too. So like I I would probably go more that way. It's like board gamey, video gamey, but you are you can drive it, you can create whatever, um, and a lot of it's like hanging out with your buds. Yep. Like that that I think is the cell that I have more than like the mechanics, way more than the mechanics. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. and really more than like the fantasy of it, um. It's because that's what I mean. We've played all different genres. Like, I like the hanging out with you guys and and yeah. like the free form of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Ultimately, that needs to be like your biggest. The biggest draw is be hanging out and playing together with friends because there's a lot yeah. of one player experiences. Yeah. Single... Otherwise, I'm just gonna play God of War. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's interesting. I've always expected people to get there once they started, but I've never actually. I mean, I've said before, like, oh, it usually just turns into, you know, people dicking around yeah, for a fair amount of time. Um, but I've never personally thought of that as a draw. Yeah. Because I assume people are, like, want to be gamey. Yeah. But then they, like, for instance, when the ladies finished the thing they were doing, the little one-shot, mm -hmm. we're like, oh, there was a lot of just like laughing and dicking around yeah that might have been the best part yeah, sorry and i'm like nope that's yeah. like exact surprise yeah <laughs> none of this actually matters it's just an excuse to like have yeah. beers and like hang out yeah there's a lot of ways to hang out with your friends so that's what it's i kind of like when i read the, uh, wrote this and like my idea was like you already are with a group of friends yeah like you know because i have friends that don't like that would want to do other stuff they'd like they have nothing against hanging out with me and they have a good time hanging out but they just if I'm gonna hang out with them, I'd rather be doing this than D and D. And so, like, the biggest draw, obviously, is no matter how good that session is, if you don't like the people you're playing with, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. Um, so here's a challenge: how do you, how do you pitch someone like at a game store or something if you're doing random games or 
you know, a cousin or somebody that you're not like super tight with. I don't really do try you? to, I don't try to like, if anybody pitches, like nobody asks, like nobody asks me like mm-hmm. some random stranger, like, why do you play D and D? And then you can give like a generic answer. Like, Oh, it's a really fun time to hang out and play with my friends. Like you yeah. give a box answer for a box question. But, uh, yeah. like if, if I'm really like I have trying a friend, to, I've been trying to convince to try it for years. Hmm. He's not into it, but like the thing is, he's an he's an actor, he's yeah. stage stage actor has been yeah you know has done well. video stuff with me before. Isn't comfortable with those kind of things. Is not the type of person you think of as like oh I, I would be embarrassed or anything like that. Just so it's just funny because um you know we've been ribbon back and forth for years. I'm like this, you are purpose made to do this, and he's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm Stick- not in you sell me on it and I'll yeah. do it is his thing. Yeah. So I've tried different pitches. I think mostly he just wants to say no to me over. Yeah, stick around for this. So we'll get in. We'll, yeah, we'll get into the pitches. So I've split up into four games and like the four like categories of people that uh that I think like a lot of people have a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but in general, mm-hmm. you have like like the four aspects of the game that we talk about. So like the first one, you know, like for that person who loves playing games, you know, like D D is a strategy game. It is something that you can gamify, you can optimize. Those are the min-maxers. Like, like that's um, its roots. Its roots was not role playing. It wasn't storytelling. Yeah. It was, it was like tactical war gaming. War gaming. It was a war strategy game. Yeah. So, and that's some people still like, especially older people love that aspect. They're the ones that have like all the miniatures and they whip out rulers and stuff. Like, and and that works for them. And if your friend really likes. Um, you know, like strategy game plays a lot of games, loves to mm-hmm. read those like optimizing your characters. Like, talk to him about like a blade lock or something or an assassin rogue, like these really cool optimized characters that like you can use to game aside the system. Like, mm-hmm. that are almost, in my opinion, some of them are those builds are broken because they are you're gamifying the system. Like, you find the flaws in the system and you poke at them. Um, and I mean, I don't like them just because I don't like. I don't see it as a strategy game, uh, but yeah. if if everybody sees it as a strategy game, you just then you're fine with doing this. So mm-hmm. if your I, friends are I, playing Warhammer on the weekends, take this yeah. approach. Like that's yes. yeah, and talk to them about like all the cool builds you can have and all the cool like specs and things like that. So I, the the thing is like this is what got me interested when we started playing over a decade wow. ago. Yeah. It was wow. And WoW is, like, it's not necessary. I mean, it's an MMO RPG. I was feeling like there was strategy in there. I'm going to say RPGs. Yeah, I think um, you're falling into more column four or column D. Well, I haven't read this yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because this, um, uh, this is, like, this is, like, the, you know, you're measuring the distance, like, like cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that all of the nitty-gritty details of yeah. combat you're accounting for. Yeah. Your formula calculations for rolling are, like, this long yeah that ain't mm-hmm. me. yeah like if you're focused on like oh if i do it this way i have a one sixteenth better chance of critting in this special occasion like yeah rebuilding your whole character for that like that is like you love those math and those numbers like you are trying to gamify the system it's like you win if you make the best character mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter like that's once you make the character then you've already won then you're just going through and then like and doing that character that's already perfect you know it's i i i mean that's not how we play um i'm all for if somebody wants to play it but like somebody who 
like wants to play it that way, I can tell them about it. I just won't really invite them to my game. Or if I did play a game specifically for them, I would, you know, you kind of uh, throw those aspects a little higher up so that they get hooked. And then you can always try to ch- change them into some other player, like get them hooked on it with the strategy and then like well, have them start for, doing voices. Yeah. Especially yeah. for new players in particular, yeah. if you're pitching it, it also doesn't quite matter what someone is interested in on the onset. Mm-hmm. As long as it exists and it's true in the game, don't let yeah. make, you know, make stuff up just to bamboozle them into spending five hours at your kitchen table. Don't but be like, disingenuous, yeah. 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 You, yeah. You may think genuinely, oh, I used to play, um, you know, MMOs where I was really interested in the best gear. So maybe what I am is a strategic player. And then you get in there and you're like, actually, no. Yeah. Now that I've done it. Yeah. Um, I, and you can be completely separate. Like Mac is the strategic gamer for WoW. Like he goes up, he's obsessed with getting the best gear. Yeah. But when he plays Dungeons and Dragons, he is not at yeah. all optimized. He is the number two, which we're talking about. I know Chris walked away. Um, but I'm like, like wearing, and wow, I'm wearing mismatched armor yeah. because it looks cool together. Yeah, and he he's, he will wear mismatched armor because each has its own bonus. Yeah, this is optimized. I the best. I ran the numbers, and this optimizes yeah. the things that are important to me. Like, and I like he even got mad at me because in early wow, I wanted to be a fire mage, and they were the worst kinds of mages. I'm like, but fire mages, I think are cool. Yeah, so I don't want to keep having to change every single time so, they so nerf is, something. Yeah, this yeah. is interesting because like. I think, yeah, I don't know. I've known people who are like so much more that really are like to have spreadsheets for a while. Um, and especially like nowadays when you go back to well, like, the only people left. Yeah, those are the only people left. So like yeah. I got when, when, when like the new WoW came out or the new old WoW, whatever it's called, WoW Classic came out, um, no, I got wow. kicked out of my guild basically because I was like sub- optimal i was like not performing at like optimal levels um you gotta bring up your dps numbers eric yeah that's what happened to me in your guild when we used to play is that i was in your guild but not really because you wouldn't invite me to shit you have to bring up so the thing is like we were clearing you know like we were doing things easily yeah like after a run they had a talk with me like like i was being pulled into the manager's office jesus and i was like oh yeah, I quit. I'm not doing yeah. this. Yeah, this is yeah. not a game. I'm not here so, to work. So if you are that type of person. <laughs> yeah, this works for you. This works but, for you. Yeah, but for like the way that I think your actor would maybe get into it, and it maybe not the actor, I think maybe number three for them, the collaborative storytelling, but like the sandbox aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like it is the ultimate sandbox game. Like the people that love, that can hop on Red Dead Redemption or, game, or uh, Grand Theft Auto and just don't do anything for fucking... Like, I already beat this. I don't have any more missions. I just go over there and fuck around. Play 80 Um, hours, but doing nothing. Doing nothing. Like, that's this is the ultimate sandbox game. Like, that is the people that you can literally do anything. And, like, it does make it it harder work for the DM if, like, if people are, like, their whole goal, and you know, is that I'm going to try to throw a wrench into this system because I'm going to, at any time, take a sharp left turn uh but like if you're down with that and you all everybody expects that it can be fun like yeah um, yeah and these are your uh people who to keep the theme going love uh the sims yeah who like things oh, like yeah. or like animal crossing life yeah uh, animal crossing 
Yeah, they're they're the ones that want to do. Yeah, they love the sandbox and be able to do anything. They may like not want to do. You know, they may want to set up their own. You know, village and worry yeah. about that kind of stuff. And heads of, up, like, you need a lot of NPCs. Look up pre-made NPC shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, and so, and if that's what they want to do, like, oh, take a break from this, and I want to do like my, you know, like side sessions or whatever are going to become the main thing that my character is interested in yeah. like i really am only fighting the dragon because i have to i really want to run an effective fight you know merchant guild Decorate like my yeah. stronghold okay cool um and and you have some of those and we've played with them like the people that like it's they try to be like contrarian or like think of the strangest and weirdest thing ever like uh and and those are the people that, like Gotcha. Like you're on the hook because like, oh, you think that that's weird or cool? Like, yeah. Wait till you've seen Al Gore, the uh Man Bear the, Pig. The Man Bear Pig Druid that somebody's played. Yeah, like yeah, wait I, until I yes and your weird idea. Yeah, oh yeah. We just keep going <laughs> off on it where he he would his druidic transformation took ten minutes because he had to strap on like legs and stuff, like fake hooves. That was awesome. We had such a good time. Um with that but like that is like it you can't really get more sandbox than something that where you can literally do anything yeah um, and so like it does scare some people because there are no constraints but there are no there are no official constraints um but uh i think for all of us like we kind of definitely fall into like the third category which is that collaborative storytelling system i don't want to keep going on it because we all we talk about it all the time like that's the yeah. main goal is that we want to tell a good story um and we want to do the like do the accents like i'm working on them they're not great uh, but like that's kind of fun like you know i care about my character build not just because of the things he can do but who he is like that's you know who he is as a person as a as an actual character in yeah. the story like that's the biggest draw is i'm gonna make an interesting character and see how he interacts with this ongoing environment and story um so I I think I mean I'm sure you've already talked about the guy the actor but I like if he really wants to get into a role like give him a really cool character to play give him a role he can't refuse give him a role yeah. he can't refuse I've thought about um, trying to because we have a lot of mutual friends perhaps giving him an like NPC to voice or play where he's not actually doing it but just be like hey man give me a you know, get That's the positive cool. reinforcement of other people being like, oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. You, had a, you had a little, like, video clip yeah. of yep. our friend or something, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got hook people, find them where they are, and then be relentless. It's exactly. going on, like, six <laughs> years now. You know, so. Yeah. The long game, Mark. It's the long game. Yeah. It is. It's like any other relationship. You have to be annoying and relentless. Um, <laughs> never get up and talk about your nerd shit constantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And eventually they break. Yeah. Reach. So just like yeah, religion. I mean, yeah, it's they will break if you give them a <laughs> hey, lot of like fandoms. Give yeah, them right, a try. Yeah. Like, I'm convinced that if anybody tries it and it's run right, like, run well in in their interests, that they'll be hooked. Like, it's such a good system uh -huh. that like you just have to get over the hump and get them into the table, and then just not have a terrible person that they're playing with or something that yeah. just ruins the experience for them. Like, if they just yeah. have a good experience. They want to come back. Um, well, that's a good point because we always we also preach a lot about it being your responsibility to make people have a good time. Yep. So mm -hmm. like, and that goes back to your point, which is why it's worth having these categories in mind. Not that you want to categorize people or assume they're always going to like one thing, but 
you want to make your game honed to who's at your table. Yeah, absolutely. You you're mm. playing to your playing to your audience. You know, when you're the DM. You're you're playing to your audience. Uh, and even if you're a player, like if you if you all have a like you want to have the the same goal. And like and I don't mean like goal as in like goal that your characters want to do, like kill this dragon. But like goal as players of I want to tell a good story, or I want to make the most effective party, or like I want tons of combat, or yeah, I don't. we just want to smash goblins, just destroy, you know. And those are the ones that you just give them waves of low-level enemies, so they just feel like badasses as they're one-shotting everybody, you know. Um, that's what they want to see. They want to feel like a badass, and so you give them that badass feeling. Um, that you hit that dopamine button, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Um, but uh you know there's there's one that i threw in at the so those are the three that i came up with right away because those are the ones we always talk about mm -hmm. but when i was talking about how i got hooked i was number four mm. i was a fantasy fan i got hooked mm -hmm. because i played or i read the forgotten realms books before i played dungeons and dragons i read mm -hmm. almost all of the drids series uh and then like i knew it was in the universe but it's like yeah it's cool it's a really cool universe uh, I don't really want to play the game, but you know the stuff that they have come up is really cool. But like, yeah. the more you like you get into it, especially yeah, if you have somebody who reads those Dungeon Dragons, like whether it's Forgotten Realms, Dragonlance, uh, all those other like set books, or if they read the Star Wars novels, you know. Uh, and now, if you have like you have Game of Thrones, you have Lord of the Rings, you have the Witcher series, which is a video a book yeah. turned video game turned TV series. Uh, the Wheel of Time. That there, I could keep going on and on. Like fantasy adventures are, are in the norm. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like, like those, like back in the day when like only the nerds read the Lord of the Rings. Like there was like a joke about it in like Friends in like the nineties that like, oh yeah, you know, oh we call our friend Gandalf. Oh you don't get it because you didn't read Lord of the Rings. I'm like now everybody knows who the fuck Gandalf is. Like yeah yeah yeah. You know, Gandalf's mainstream. Gandalf is mainstream, and so I like, like that's, Gandalf before he was cool. Like before he was cool, um, but like those people that are hooked on the adventure, like they want to be part of this grandiose adventure, and so like they don't want to be storytelling as much as story living. They want to be in the story, and like a lot that. of people like if Put you're on a church, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm story yeah. living. I'm story yeah. living. Hashtag story living. But that, I mean, I like, think about it for like it. in the Star Wars, when we reskin for Star Wars, we're not going to reinvent Star Wars shit. We want to live in that Star Wars world. Like that's when mm -hmm. we skin it. Like we're not changing anything. Like all that stuff's canon. We're, we're writing a story in the Star Wars universe. But really what we're doing is we're playing out a fucking adventure in Star Wars. Like I've always wanted to do that when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Every kid had a lightsaber growing up. Yeah, like, leaving every movie. Like, can we go to the toy store? Because I want to go out in the backyard and yeah. put on the cape and yeah. or buy the new blaster or whatever. I don't mind this Chewbacca mask. It's not movie quality. Yeah. <laughs> from, from a... <laughs> nice. The Bengals just scored a touchdown. The, it's Woo! the game. The Bengals game started like seven minutes ago. Nice. I They're going to win, so I'm not super worried about missing part of it, and they already scored a touchdown. See, so. not all nerds are the same. Right. I love sports. I love. Fa I play fantasy football and fantasy fantasy. I like. <laughs> I, I love. So, I like sports. Fantasy I can never board. figure out. There's too many rules for fantasy football. Like oh, I never yeah. know when to roll initiative. It's too complicated. It's I can play Dungeons and Dragons, but fantasy football—that's where I draw the line. It's too nerdy. I, so, like years and years ago, I don't. I can't remember who it was, but I was hanging out with like a group of people, and I had to get 
somewhere to go play D D with Chris. I think when we played at like the the store. Oh yeah. Um Villainous Lair. Yeah. And I was like, oh I gotta go. I gotta meet up with some some guys. And he's like, oh is it like fantasy? And I was like, it is. How did you and then I realized he's like, oh he means fantasy football and I have to yeah. abandon this conversation no. ASAP. It's fantasy because fantasy. there's no way to recover from this. Because everyone is making assumptions that are all incorrect. It was, oh. so, it was like one of the weirdest like, interactions I've flight ever had with somebody. <laughs> you don't want to let him know you're, you you're don't just... want to pretend you're playing fantasy football because then oh he's going to want to talk to you about fantasy football. That's the thing. One more sentence and the whole thing like blows up. Like this You have to like, immediately like... Put on the brakes, like nobody. Yes. No, it, it I'm so so weird. And hope I, he doesn't know that you put on the brakes. Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he had the emotional intelligence to figure out Most what happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think definitely originally I fell into the the number four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I know I didn't read the Dreads books until maybe maybe after the first the very first time but i definitely read yeah. them before we played like regularly yeah because um, i had we were living in new orleans together when i gave you all of those books yeah i had them all and then i just let you let you borrow them and you read through them i mean they're not it's not war and peace you know you can read yeah, yeah, them yeah. Quick. the thing yeah. is though the ones you had were three books in one so they were yeah. thick yeah um but yeah they're they're fun quick yeah. reads they're like plot driven yep. yeah um they're awesome. I love but them. But I like I grew up loving, you know, like Robin Hood, loving Lord of the Rings, loving Princess Bride, Zelda, like all that like fantasy sword shit. Um I never knew about Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. And like it's a weird regret because I would have fucking loved to read the monster manual as a kid. I well, love those like compendiums. We would have had so much fun. Like after band practice, we would play Dungeons and Dragons, like in the same garage. Like we would have just yeah. got like in my shitty, like falling apart raccoon infested garage in high school, if we would have played Dungeons and Dragons yeah. after band practice. Because what we did instead was the weirdest attempt yeah. where yeah. I would bring my TV and Xbox over and we would play Morrowind just next to each other. Because they running are... down the same road, doing the yeah. same quests, like, pretending that we're involved with each other because they are absolutely single player. And yeah. so, like, I'm, oh. yeah, we're doing the same quest at the same time independently. Yeah. So, like, that was just such a, like, a dream come true, kind of, like, like you said, like, I get to live in this world, I get to, I get to, like, immerse myself and do the things that, that video games are limited on, or, you know, even just, like, playing outside with, like, sticks as swords is, is limited. Uh, It, like, really got to, it's the best we're gonna get (laughs) at that, you know? And and that, and that works, like, if we would have done that, and, like, and it's not that hard, if you're in number four, because mm-hmm. there's so much stuff like you can buy like roll 20 you can buy a pre-written campaign and all the assets which includes the maps the npcs all that stuff for like 30 to 50 bucks yeah. which is it sounds like a lot but like if it's 100 hours of gameplay within four people and you all split it up it's right that's a, easy it is a bargain the thing so is I, also yeah, though I, like it doesn't necessarily have to be fantasy like again we've no. played cyberpunk we played star wars we like whatever like it yeah. could be, I mean, we played 1963, like Pittsburgh, like whatever you're really into, like you can, you can really like drive it to the finish line with like collaborative role playing D&D or mm-hmm. one of the other, you know, D&D might not be the exact right system for you, but like yeah. 
Yeah. The rules are there just to help give structure yeah. and meaning and framework to the world to help that push that story along and give you the moments. But mm-hmm. like you said, you really like we try not to focus too much on the rules, but really find the rule set that allows the expression that or the experience yeah. you want to have. Yep, I th- I think um, yeah, I I think you're spot on with that, and uh, like I know that like we're gonna we're trying to get away from like the super nerdy um, and like negative stereotypes, but like in essence, it's like interactive um what do you call it what fanfic you know mm-hmm. like that's yeah, yeah, basically yeah. what we're doing is you know fanfic has like this negative connotation i don't think it's negative i think it's really really cool because mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're doing we're telling a story inside of an already created universe well if you're doing like if you're playing in the forgotten realms or the star wars you're reskinning you're just making your own fanfic with your friends like um in essence like and yeah and and it is I I like the concept that you have with the with the rules. I I like I'm a little bit more sticker with the rules than some people are because I think the rules add um, add conflict because like a lot of times like those restraints that the rules give you add conflict because then you have to start thinking not just tactically but just start you know if you can do it yeah. it's like it's like when you're playing pretend with your friends which I talked about at the beginning like this is basically like adult pretend. Yeah, well, actually, like, it's a good thought experiment because if you do take, like, play pretend, I don't know if you ever had this game where you're like, you're playing and it's like, oh, I shot you with my flamethrower. Oh, well, I have a flamethrower repellent shirt on. Well, my flamethrower is, you know, yeah. And it's always just like, yeah, power scaling. I mean, there was this guy I knew in high school that when he played airsoft and got shot, he would never admit that he got shot. I don't know who that guy is. Oh, you mean every guy you played with in high school? Yeah. They yeah. probably had those um, BB repellent BDUs on. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it'd be cool is if we didn't play paintball, so that way we could just play. Infinite. Yeah, you could just we say. Could see. Yeah, forever. I mean, you you always have. I mean, when you play pretend, you always have that that friend who are like, yeah, will always one up you. Like, uh, uh, like they're doing yeah. not yes and. That's a no but. Yeah. You know? <laughs> very early on, you realize that yes and is way more fun than no but. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like. <laughs> having pretend with a little bit of constraint makes pretend more fun because you can like, there are now like, instead of you having to manufacture consequences, like that is all it like the, it makes you like the rules make you make decisions and decisions is where conflict comes from is, am I making the right decision? Like whenever you guys like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. "Yeah, You don't know what to do. That's why I like the collaborative word because I feel like it signals that like, you know, we're in this together. So when I, as a GM, say, okay, I will let you do that outside of the rules, perhaps, but what what's the downside? Yeah. And when you what's start to say that there are consequences, um, it feels like tension and not punishment. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You're really not trying to punish. Yeah, like, like when we just played, like I didn't want to punish... Eric's character for walking in front, but like to add a little bit of tension, like, oh, we're in like an air hallway. Like, I, well, yeah. And I rolled it like a, a 50 50 chance that maybe he's not in the realm, but maybe he is, you know, like you don't really know. And like, that's the kind of thing that you could just like a lot every single time you just hand wave, like, ah, oh, no, it's fine. Or, oh, can I reach yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're close enough. Just go. But like, it having that little bit where like, I don't know, are you close enough? Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just like, you know, you're not going to do the math, you're just like roll a D6 and anything yeah. higher than like a, 
if, if you get anything higher than a two, then you made it. But a one or a two, you didn't make it. You know, like adds a little bit of that, like, oh man. Yeah. It adds that conflict and that. So I, I love it, which is also why I know we're going off of this. So I like cross table talk because that's, you're adding like conflict between like at the, t- not just in the world, but at the table, like when you're like, I think you should do this. Like, no, I think you should do this. Like, especially like I have to make a decision and one's going to help this yeah. friend. And one's going to help this friend. Like you're both trying to sell your points. Like, Oh no, this is why you should help me. Oh, yeah. this is why you should help me. Like I'm never going to be one to be like, all right, you guys can't actually have a chit chat. Like, I'll let it go, and then eventually I'll be like, okay, you got to make a decision. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but, but that's like the ticking clock. Like, that's the tension yeah. again, like building. Like, if you let us talk forever, then there's no tension. Yeah, but not letting them talk at all is like, then there's no, yeah, then there's no tension because, yeah. like, you just guys aren't. Yeah, because then you're just independently. Like, if you can't discuss, like, I think you should do this. Like, oh, well, the, your guy wouldn't talk about this or wouldn't know this is going to happen. Like, yeah, but that's not as much fun. Yeah. It's way more fun when when your guys know what your guy can do and just trying to tell me, like, oh man, I know you can do a, a heal, so you should probably heal me. Like, I I think that that's fun. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's a great it's a great way to round it out. And I think it, just having different frameworks, different perspectives, and knowing how to know who you're talking to and what might resonate with them, and then pulling out those aspects of D and D that you can kind of like cherry pick in a sense. And if you're trying to, if, if your ultimate goal is um, to eventually get them at your table, then it goes into like more zero session of you're figuring yeah. out what turns them on, what turns them off, and then building that with other players at your table to create an experience that everyone can enjoy. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some like investigation checks going on in this process. Bill, thanks so much for writing this article. You can check it out on our website, plus one to gaming.com. Otherwise, we will catch you next time. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and head over to plusonetogaming.com for more live discussions, actual plays, character creation tips, and more. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.